0: Welcome to This Week in Craft Beer, the podcast, the weekly show where we interview the people making the magic happen in the UK craft beer scene. Sponsored by Hit Marketing Design, the design agency as passionate about craft beer as we are. This Week in Craft Beer publishes the UK's leading craft beer newsletter every Monday morning by email. To subscribe for free, please visit www.thisweekincraft.beer. This week in Craft Beer would like to thank our generous Patreon supporters Sue Johnson, Steve Hartley, Jaz Hundell, Bayonet Brewing Co, Dolphin Brewery, The Paper Mill Micropub, Berkshire Beer Box, The Small Batch Brewing Co, Belgium of Blues Southampton, Doug Thayer, Robert Baker, Aid Bardy, Michael Billingham, James Moss and The Brew Bros. delighted to welcome to the podcast this evening Dave, Naomi, Alex and Ali from Indie Rabble Brewery, a brand new brewery and taproom aiming to open in August in Windsor. Naomi and Dave are nothing less than legends of the Thames Valley craft beer scene as co-owners of the Hoppy Place taprooms in Windsor and Maidenhead, while Alex has 10 years service at outstanding UK brewers including Windsor & Eaton, Thornbridge and Phantom. Ali, I don't know your background, but we're going to find that out shortly. Indie Ravel, please introduce yourselves. Tell
1: us about your beer journeys, which led you to launching a brewery. Hi, so I'm Dave. I've been on this podcast once before. Yes. Um, At the time, we were talking about opening the Maidenhead bar that we're recording in again tonight. So Naomi and I, and we'll pass over to Naomi in a second. uh, We've been in the beer industry now for just about five years, all told. Really, it was a passion project to move into. We sort of went, you know, around and about the country looking for beer venues that we really wanted to drink in and be in and experience, and just weren't finding them. So, you know, eventually, I'm a bit of a control freak at times. Some people say I, I realized if I wanted my perfect venue, I had to try and create it ourselves, which is what led to the, the inception of a hoppy place.
2: Hello, I'm Naomi. Obviously, the other owner of a hobby place. Uh, I don't often come on podcasts, and then we had to do the talking to Dave because he's quite good at it. But uh, basically, my background prior to craft beer was actually fashion. And I always make the joke that I've just joined one fashion industry to go into another fashion industry because craft beer very much, to me, seems like the same sort of it thing. It can be, yeah. Yeah, I made the analogy that it's like a, the miniskirt, you know, it's the equivalent of the West Coast IPO. So, um, <laughs> so might
1: need you to explain that. Well,
2: in the fact that it goes in and out of fashion. Uh, you know, sometimes short skirts are in, and sometimes long skirts are in, and sometimes she's got you there, mate. Hazy yeah, New oh, England IPAs like are trip. in, and sometimes you know, piney, resinous, caramelly beers are in.
0: Yeah, yeah, good. We like that. We like that. And you're also a performing artist, uh, no, uh,
2: Yeah, so I also have a background, just generally dabbling in music. But I'm in a duo called the Amp Cats, and uh, we do a mixture of covers and original music. And uh, also, we run open mic nights now and Hobby Place as well, because I, you know, I want to try and bring a bit of music to to the bar as well. So.
0: Fantastic. You're up, Ali
3: ah so yes you wanted to know about my background yeah
0: just what's brought you to this point where you're part of India Rebel
3: so it was meeting Alex hmm. five years ago he'd really interested in beer because he's a brewer yep and we got together as a partnership hmm. and since then we've always been experimenting drinking all Beers that have come out, I've really started to enjoy the craft scene, especially. And so, that's my background in enjoying beer. I don't have a background in making
0: beer. Fair enough. Nor do I.
3: But I do have a background <laughs> in working for a large uh, FMCG soft drinks manufacturer. Right where I've learned quite a few skills in terms of uh, business and revenue growth management.
4: Okay, terrific. Excellent, last but not least. Uh, Hi, I'm Alex. I've been brewing since I was professionally brewing, I guess, since I was 17 (laughs) and finished my A-levels. I started at Windsor & Eaton Brewery and then after working my way up to Lead Brewer and being lead brewer for three years. I moved to Thornbridge, and then I unfortunately slipped a disc in my back, and then got a job after six months of rehab at Phantom in Reading, and then since basically this time last year, been working on getting this going. Off the ground, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: so the obvious first question uh, has to be to, you know, even know, Is running two of the best and busiest tap rooms in the Thames Valley not keeping you busy enough? (laughs) Considering that Dave has also got a day job,
1: that you want to
0: get yourselves involved in the brewery as well?
1: Um, Yeah, I I, I think. I can try and talk positively about this and then Naomi might complain on our collective behalves. <laughs> um, basically speaking, I want to make this my, my life, my complete life. Yep. And the, you know, the industry has been in a spot where I've not quite felt comfortable to do so um, up, up until this point. But on the other hand, I really don't know when to, to stop. So, you know, we've got the two bars. I'm very proud of them and, and how they're doing. We did always have a plan to open a brewery. Right, okay. Um, in an ideal world, I think we'd have had three or potentially four outlets before before we got on to starting a brewery and we also had no idea back then that we'd be starting a brewery with Alex and Ali because um, we met in the hobby place Garden and got talking and realized we both wanted to go in the same kind of direction as couples so we didn't think we would do this now Naomi and I per se but an opportunity came along that we had to take advantage of and um, look, eventually I want to be in beer full-time hopefully this is a very big step on that journey yep. for, 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 for myself but um, it's something that I just couldn't pass up the opportunity to get involved in so, right. so here we are fantastic.
2: yeah that's quite a good segue into what I was going to say is that we're, we're both terrible at saying no but mostly because every opportunity that we've been given there is fantastic we really can't turn down we couldn't live with it, we we're like no we'd rather be stressed up to our eyeballs yeah. and do this this thing you know, just like we decided to get uh golden retriever as well just to make our lives even more difficult um, basically i just think that we are workaholics
1: yeah it, it's a busy life i've, I've never known how to, to to not be busy through working full time i went straight into it um, as, as a teenager after my a levels um, and whilst working full time off my own back decided i actually really did want a degree after all so so did that on the side whilst working and within, within a year of completing that, which was a business degree, I started seeking other qualifications. So at that point we knew we wanted to be in the beer industry. Yeah. I, I went and trained to be a beer sommelier. What yeah. uh, that was at that point, we were working on the Windsor Bar and I was working full time. So that was kind of my third uh, time sink. And since then I went and qualified as a brewer, even though I've never brewed commercially or professionally, yeah. just because I wanted to um, and and I, I don't know how to relax. I think um, <laughs> I always tell myself. Naomi and I were having this conversation yesterday. That it's a means. It's a means to an end. You know, there's a plan. I, I can't see us being this busy. You know, 10, 15 years no, from now. No, you can't. It's not sustainable. Uh, it's, like it, it, fake, it? It, no. But look, I, I know where I'm trying to get to. and yeah. I'm quite focused on it. So yeah. so. yeah.
2: There was an interesting debate to be had today, actually, which is the difference between I said today, today, and he disagrees with me, by the way. But it's not about the destination, it's about enjoying the climb of the hill. Yeah, That's what people say. The journey, journey, not destination. If you're not enjoying the problems you have today, then you're doing the wrong thing. So you enjoy the problems you pick rather than so we basically I enjoy my problems that I
3: currently have that's what good. I'm trying to say glad yeah. to hear that <laughs> actually if you think about it opening a brewery is a nice problem to have isn't yeah. it? it's a yeah. lovely problem to
1: have I always I, I see it slightly differently I, I enjoy the fruits of my labour I don't enjoy all the labour but that's fine labour <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>,
4: sucked <laughs> there
1: needs to be short term fruits I think is Naomi's yeah, point yeah.
3: that, that yeah. you know yeah. if,
0: if, you, if this is going to be a nightmare for five years and then you know Absolutely. with some sort of you know pot of gold at the end of it then that's probably not really worth doing but it's it's
1: hard to justify perhaps it's funny we we might get onto this with the with the why now and what advice and any sort of questions like that around the startup we're obviously very stimmied by the commercial environment at the moment it's not a normal time to operate in this industry we i i feel like we will see it through because we are a good business but I, i i don't know if i'm saying that's an excuse for working too many hours but you know, I think at the moment the, the, the best businesses and, and your definition of best may may differ to mine but will survive but they're gonna to have to work damn hard to do it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I mean that might just be another excuse for me pushing Yeah, but us the, one, the very ones the
0: ones that are wanting to do thirty five hour weeks are perhaps not the ones that are gonna be gonna be here
4: to
1: tell Potentially, you know, at least that's what I tell myself. Uh, and, and kill for a 35-hour. <laughs> <hour>. <laughs> kill
0: for
2: one. do you play more Zelda? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so
1: you referred
0: to sort of an opportunity too good to miss. So that's that's the, the premises you're talking about. So, so how did that come
1: about, though? It is. So I mean, there, there's a bit more more, more background which um, probably get Alex and Ali to talk about in terms yeah. of how we ended up deciding to, to do this in the first place. Sure. Yeah. Um, but we we got to a point. Where we saw these arches come around in Windsor, um, and you know, Windsor is Alex and Ali's hometown. It's also where our hobby place started, and it's where I wanted a brewery to be, as well as where Alex and Ali wanted one to be. And these leases with the Archco, who who we're tenants of now, they're they're ten-year leases. So, so we knew if we didn't jump then. We wouldn't get that location and no. um, so we sort of we, we you know we all we all agreed to give it a go yeah um, it, it's as I said before in an ideal world we'd have three or four hobbies that's also because it would guarantee sales for, yes, for the brewery course, it would make yeah. it much yeah. easier to set books for Ali to, to, to work on balancing <laughs> uh, <laughs> monthly but yep. look, look this, this arch came along it's a fantastic site and, and we had to we had to go for it
3: Alex and I have talked a lot about starting just brewing in our shed in right. our back garden, right? Because we wanted to brew the beer that we wanted to brew. And with my experience in marketing, etc., we thought we could brand it up and start to build a tiny, tiny brand. Yeah, definitely. So we're yeah. looking at. The likes of what Move have done. I'm yeah, thinking, well, yeah, we could, do. our
4: future state in Reading would be another but, good example. Yeah, yeah, but even smaller than that. So we like we just happened to be getting the garden done, okay. and we were planning to rip out the shed and just not have a shed. It's like oh, actually, let's have a shed, and then you have got nothing to put in it. But why don't we put a brewery in? So we, we're we're talking, I think a one US barrel, so like mm-hmm. a hundred and. 30? Thirty, Yeah, 130, yeah. 140 litres. I don't know, US metrics are weird. So you're talking six 20-litre kegs of brew, something like that. Yeah. And in my head, because I was working at Phantom at the time, it was like, in my head, it was two weekends out of a month of actual work. Right. So, you know, a brew day and then a packaging day. Yeah. And then... Five minutes every day doing gravity checks and popping yeah, ears and all that stuff, up, yeah. and yeah, it would have just been a nice thing to do. So mm. you know, we registered a company, we applied for a beer license, mm. all of that stuff. And while we were waiting for a beer license, I think we went to your investor evening for Hobby Place. Oh, and you were saying about, oh yeah, we'll be looking into getting to in, getting a brewery at this point down the line. Five
2: years, I think. Yeah,
4: five years, something like that. <laughs> and because I was taking the train into Reading every day, I was walking up past the arches. I was like, oh Dave, by the way, there's like five arches up for let. And I think you just said to I' was like, oh, do you want to go look at some arches? Yeah. So you went, yeah. And then the whole brewing in the shed idea kind of got the yeah. hand off. Things <laughs> escalated. Yeah. yeah. Quickly as well. well. So did, did
1: you get your arch before two
0: fleets or afterwards?
1: After. Right. I mean, in fact, we've, we've only had the keys for, I think, slightly under a month um, right. at the time of, of recording. Alex is looking at his watch. I can't even remember. 26 kind of days. There we go. Sli- <laughs> slightly under a month at the time of recording. Yeah. Whereas they they were already trading at, at this point. Yeah, yeah, sure. I was over there. Um, like that, yeah. So we we spoke quite early. Um, Alex Kerr, who owns yep. Two Flint. He actually, we made contact very strangely because um, one of our bar staff here's partner Nick is a structural engineer, and, and Alex reached out to Nick for some advice mm-hmm. on on the arch. And from my perspective, I was like. Finally, we know who this guy is. So <laughs> I I, I, um, I, dropped him a line after that and just said, so you know, we're gonna get the arch next door. How do you feel about that? And um, there'd be nothing but supportive No, well, it
0: Certainly, you know, when I chatted to Alex, he was super enthusiastic yeah. about you guys moving next door. Which, and, which, and so he should be. No, but no I, you well, know, um, that, that that's the only way to approach this because in, in my experience, you know, traveling the UK, the places that I have the most fun are when there's not just a single taproom and brewery, there's one there and one there and one there and across, you know, this is what I want from a craft beer afternoon yeah. out or day out is, is
4: choices. Yeah. So well, the, yeah. the more people you bring into a town or a, you know, location, like you look at Bermondsey yeah. or... Um, exactly, yeah.
0: So, so, yep. Yeah. yeah,
4: you look at them, the more people going there for beer, the better beer, the, the the more beer, the better beer, yeah. yeah. etcetera, etcetera. You know, rising tide floats all ships. Oh, absolutely. Et cetera, you know, you
0: Manchester yeah. example, cloud cloudwater yeah. track, chore shot, wonder beyond. You know, or you can throw a blanket over all of them. it. Fantastic, yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah. And that's you know, and I think we were chatting to Paddy at uh, uh, Winter and Eve Brewery, yeah. and he was like, oh yeah, because yeah, obviously they've been there for 15 well, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, at
0: this point, yeah, good yeah. Work, yeah.
4: So uh, and. He was saying it's like, Oh it'd be great if a thousand people came to Winter and Eaton, but if three thousand people come yep. and go to all of the breweries, that's better for everyone. Yes. So yep. and he's absolutely
2: right on that. Yeah, driving, yeah. people will think, well, where where shall I go out? Yeah, it's a destination. Um, yeah. Yeah, and they go, well, I can go somewhere where I've got the choice to decide like, want to get there mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Um, exactly. Which I think is the same thing with like restaurants. You know, it's the reason it why. Yeah, you
0: know, you get there in one yeah. place is too busy. You go next door. You yeah. get there, you know, and perhaps yeah. the this isn't exactly what you were looking for, but next door will be, or maybe you know. So when you get to a a sophisticated understanding of craft beer, perhaps you know that might be a terribly pretentious thing to say, but I feel like your average pub goer doesn't perhaps choose their pub based on what's next door. But I do think craft beer fans are looking something like this, where you've got multiple terrific choices right? within yeah. a sh- you know a sure. short space. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think I think craft
1: beer people are that much more used to an experience. Yeah, you know it's not yeah. just a case of going to their local. there there mm-hmm. it's a destination. It's planned. Yeah, it and, is, yeah. like you know going, going to Bermondsey... They're, you know I, I think all of the Bermondsey outlets would struggle because it's a very expensive place to rent yeah um, if not for the draw of all of the other Bermondsey outlets that's why it works yeah um, and yes yeah, so we've coined the phrase um, the Windsor beer mile the only thing that really matters is this is literally a hands-and-knees crawl where you are yes. From the
0: platform, very the yeah, station, absolutely. Yeah. and that's no exaggeration. I mean, you know, you might struggle with the steps a bit on your hands
4: and knees. You could <laughs> well, do no, it. You could, you could just jump off the side of the platform.
1: No, 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 that's <laughs> not, no, definitely no.
0: not going to work. Out. I'm going to have to edit that out. Alex. <laughs> but I'm not exaggerating here to say that literally this is, you know, it's it's a if it's a hundred paces from your front door to the station. I'd be surprised it's less than that. So, yeah. so fantastic location. Tourist central in the Absolutely. summer. Absolutely oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Actually probably almost too much. Not, if you can have too many tourists, I'm not sure. Perhaps. Well the challenge but, though
4: is getting them to go that way, because the castle is the other yeah. way. So That's how it sure. is,
0: but so so I mean obviously you're an untapped verified venue, you know, and we we spoke about untapped I think mean, the last time we were in, I assume that
1: you're gonna somehow look, have Indy Rabble on the untapped Probably we we need to reach out and and I certainly had this conversation yeah. with you last time as yeah. um Especially the American business. Well, tourists. this is the point, isn't it? And um, that, that was where I was going. Uh, with they're this. Yeah, they're very big on it, and, and yeah, American tourism in Windsor is a massive, it's a big massive thing. Factor. Yeah, and, you know, especially um, this year, you know, it's going
0: to be like another massive boost for the coronation. You know,
1: so I don't, you know, I, don't yeah. I don't know this exhaustively, but my, my guess might be given the population size differences, there are more royalists in the U.S. than there are in the U.K. No question. Yeah. Um, so easily. So, easily. So yeah, we need. <laughs> We need we, we need to get these people and uh, yeah. know, don't just come to Windsor because you know there's a nice house at the top no. of the hill. Come to Windsor because of the beer market.
0: Well, you know, and, and, and you know, as much as we might be proud of our UK craft beer scene, you know, the, the, your average American beer drinker is much more inclined to seek out decent craft beer. I think than, I the, think your, so. than your average UK drinker. Yeah, I so think so that's American fair. American tourists coming to Windsor, they, there's going to be a significant percentage of those guys. And I shouldn't say guys, but people who are going to be looking at Untappd to, to say, where can I get a decent beer? Psh, yeah. Bang, there we go.
3: Although, can I just point out? Yep. When you sit outside our brewery, you can see the castle. Yes, yeah.
0: almost in the shadow. Actually, I mean, you know, it's, it if, is, if the yeah. sun—I'm not sure which way down the sun. No, because it comes up that way. In so, the evening time, yeah. the
3: sun will be directly. I can imagine, on the like floor, floor, and a, a, and can the at the
0: very early morning, it might be in the shadow of the castle. It's the sun's but coming But in the up. evening, <laughs> the castle
4: is in the shadow of us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good yeah. point, point Alex.
0: <laughs> um, so super exciting location. I could not be more thrilled with with where you guys are setting up. I've you know i was thrilled to go to Two things so I love the fact he'll be
4: next us. So it's, it's going to be fabulous. Where are you up to with the build? Have you got Isabruca in? Um, no. 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 <laughs> we have most of a toilet block. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> uh, The water works. right, right.
3: Oh, and the drain.
4: We have trays for electrical wires and that's as far as we are uh, indeed <laughs> so I think it's um next week from date of recording I guess yeah um the brewery floor goes in okay either the week or the week after that gets finished the mezzanine goes in Yep. Yeah. And the cold store immediately get, goes in after that because the cold store is directly below the mezzanine. Yeah. And then after that, while we're waiting, the brew, the bar gets built while we're waiting for the brew kit to come in. Hopefully the bar will be built, brew kit comes in. And we're off.
1: Dude, so so, it sounds <laughs> easy if you don't like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so some, some, something that's important to say is we're obviously we can see that that lag time uh, as a problem, we, and we want to get trading as soon as we can. Yep. So. You know, we're going to have a bar, then we're going to get a brew kit, yep. then it'll get commissioned, then there might be tweaks we need to make, we don't know. Right. And there's a lot of uncertainty there. Sure. We want to get open, as we've said, as a bar, in the month I, yes, of August at the yes. latest. Brilliant. So that's one of the reasons that I, you know, I've used some of the Hockey Place connections to reach out and start arranging our collaboration beers. Yep. So, you know, long before we've ever brewed a beer on our own kit, Alex and I and, and, and Naomi and Ali have been around the country to some absolutely fantastic breweries. Brewing beers on their kit as collabs, and, and we'll have those all available for launch. Fantastic. So I've seen
0: two on Twitter, so we can talk about those. I think, aren't we? Which is which is the Sand and Elusive. Correct. Are yeah. You prepared to drop any other names in this? Uh, in yeah, okay. I can, I can drop. I can, I can drop a couple of others that yeah. are certain
1: now. Which one is incredibly exciting? If, as we all are, a massive lager fan, yeah. which are for me the current UK best lager producer in the country, which is Utopia. Sure. So we're going to be down to brew a beer there in a couple of weeks. Oh, fantastic. Um, yes. And equally. We're currently drinking uh, raspberry goes from yonder yeah, it's and, and, but this uh, craft it, Absolutely, and, uh, and Jasper's agreed to collab as well so oh, we're just brilliant. working on the, the 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 beer design there awesome. and we'll be down there as well and um, the rest i'll keep under my hat for now but it's it's an exciting But list that's that. great to start with yeah it's brilliant. it's not bad <laughs> i
4: think we've done okay right yeah i didn't really expect i mean dave's done a blinder on this i didn't really expect that level of brewery for me, people we were collabing with <laughs> if that makes sense
2: i think that's imposter syndrome though a little bit it as very well i yeah. do too Probably. i'm not yeah. really but, uh, very
4: oh goddamn, utopian <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's
0: exciting it's exciting but, I, but yeah. I think you know your guys reputation for for the tap rooms and your
1: reputation as a brewer Alex, oh, I, mean, you I would expect much those doors
0: to open um, Not not easily, but 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 with with discussion. Yeah, it's funny
1: because you know we won two SIBA Business Awards this year, a hobby place. So where we are, according to the Society of Independent Brewers Association, which represent like probably the eight hundred quote-unquote best, there's a few exceptions that aren't members, but the majority, uh, independent brewers in this country, they, they decided that we are the best craft beer outlet in the country at the moment, and that, yeah, it sounds fantastic. silly, <laughs> I, I feel so distant from that statement, like, right. I still never really quite believe it, or, or really pat myself on the back and yeah. off for it, but that opens doors, Of course it does. Yeah. Um, and, and it's been fab. And you've got it. a leverage that, you know, shouldn't uh, yeah. be, you shouldn't be
0: shy to do but, that. But people
1: so. are um, so excited to, to work with us yep. which which is kind of crazy. Alex and I had a moment at, at Ampersand at the first brew day, we were just like we're here and we're doing this. This is yeah. it <laughs> was
4: it was it was the first one and I think it was an early morning, a mm. long drive and we were just stood while the you know, for the mash stand drinking a pint of really, really good coffee nitro style. But just like this is actually happening <laughs> we're really starting a brewery yeah and we haven't even got a brewery <laughs> and these people or a want to yeah whatever and these people want to work with us and it 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 was a really surreal moment and it's, it's lovely that it is what it is mm, yeah. it's fantastic
2: yeah yeah very yeah, so. exciting um,
4: it strikes
0: me that I'm struggling to think this afternoon of other businesses that started out as a retail outlet and pivoted into brewing and i couldn't think of very many to go no, to. a lot of people do it the other way right. around don't they yeah for sure um, yeah and i was I,
2: about to say red squirrel but then I, they also yeah, they kind of had an outlet and brewed straight so away so i thought of
0: Bando
1: bust and that's about yeah. the only one i could think of can
0: yeah. you think of others um,
1: um, I mean, Naomi mentions a, a, a fairly relevant example, which is what is now Mad Squirrel. Oh, of course, yeah. So, yeah. So, so Greg, the director there, yeah. acquired. Well, did they have two at the time?
2: I know um, they started in Chesham and yeah, they they were, I think they may have had Amersham. I think it was their only outlet, where they brewed. Right. They they got a brewery off. Basically, but, it was. They they
1: definitely had the tap and brew model straight away. Right, he he sees things kind of the same way. Yeah, the same way I do maybe. But but they they bought the bars and then massively upscaled the brewing. In fact, I think it was a new site that they started brewing in um, compared to Red Squirrel. One in uh, in in, in in right? Yeah, and he he got it. Which is, you know, there are 36,000 pubs in this country. Yeah. Of that, 30,000 are part of a pub co so or in, owned in, by a brewery. Inaccessible almost. Uh, sort of basically inaccessible. Yeah. Yeah. And of the remaining 6,000, a lot of them have equipment ties as well, which is, okay, they're a free house, yeah. but Heineken or, or AB or InBev, or or they, they've yeah. gone in and yeah. said, you know, we'll and do you a deal on the, the install. Yeah. So, yeah. The, 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 I mean, I think the biggest problem in this country... Bar none for the beer industry and for breweries in the beer industry is, 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 is roots to market. Um, it needs to be worked on. See are trying, but that they've they've got a lot of work to do. Yeah. If you've got your roots to market, all the pressure is so much less. Yes. It, it it's just it makes you comfortable. It, it you know, there's better margins, there's guaranteed sales and um, that hence I, would, I wanted a brewery, I thought if we had four or five sites, the beers will sell themselves, happy days, we can just yeah. focus on great beer, and um, I'm surprised there aren't more examples of that business, because yeah. I think the, the, the problem to me is very stark. Um, yeah. There are too many Thai pubs in this country, Definitely. it makes it incredibly difficult for breweries. Yeah. So yeah, we're just trying to circumvent that
0: really. So fast forward 12 months, Sally, and you've got the brewery up to you know, full capacity, what percentage of beer do you think you're gonna be selling through the two tap rooms?
3: So I think we will work on a model where we sell at least sixty per cent of the beer oh, fantastic the taping, but also the price. Mm. Yeah. And forty per cent of the beer will be wholesale. Now that will change over time yeah. because we do have expansion plants as well. So the way that we've laid the brewery out, yeah. we're starting off with brew kit obviously in six fermented vessels. Yeah. We do have the capacity to expand the number of feeds that we're gonna have. Mm. So we future proofed our layout to make sure that we can expand yeah. should we be successful. Yeah. Okay. That will change and that will switch is mm. that we will move to selling more of the beer through the wholesale model
0: yep. as well as but as that's as well. brilliant if you can if you can expect to sell 60 percent through the two outlets that's amazing yes yeah.
3: and that's the that's the idea yep. um but we're also going to be focusing quite a lot on online sales too
0: right of course yeah, um,
3: yeah. For which we'll be working really closely obviously without people online sales Because yes. why yeah. wouldn't you
0: what percentage will really anything in a small pack?
3: so at the start we're going to go uh 20 80 so yeah is the aim for year one yeah, yeah and then we'll see mm. because we've got to remain flexible Definitely. and we've got to be okay. agile and respond to what we can do yep. and also god forbid touch wood something else comes down the line where all we can sell you, you, is you, you, you'd pack. be rash
0: to say that it's not going to happen yeah. would exactly. you after the last couple of years we've had yeah, yeah.
1: so I, I see small pack sales as to a very large degree marketing opportunities as as much as anything else. If they've come to a hobby place or they've come to the brewery tap, not in all cases but in a lot of cases we've already got, in the mind we've made the sale already, they've travelled to us. Uh, the small pack sales are what allows you to convert to, to get people interested in your brand that weren't before yeah and what I, what I'm always reminded of is we're talking about utopian again although although she's now moved on to our other announced collab which is elusive the way Ruth Mitchell uh, at utopian at yeah. the time really when locked down here, jumped on an opportunity to launch utopian in a a big big way they've been going for a while yeah i didn't know that Mm. Uh, and then ruth came along and basically what what she did was send a lot of cans of very good beer around to a lot of influential people yeah and and it 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 went very well like the the beer has to be very good oh yeah but it was yeah and and, you know you send those cans out you invite people to your launches you get some of those untapped reviews coming in and and you generate some hype yeah and that's you know i've I've some connections in beer now. Sure. That's, I think that's, that's an <laughs> um, If I can get anywhere close to replicating what Ruth did, I'll be the mirror. Yes. No, I think that's a very fair comment,
0: Dave. Um, I'll tell you what, let's take a short break. This week in Craft Beer is sponsored by Hit Marketing Design, a design agency based in Essex offering professional marketing services across the UK. They specialise in graphic design, brand creation, and web design and can create anything from a fresh logo, new product branding, eye-catching adverts to a fully populated website. No fluff or filler, real design for a competitive world. To find out more, visit hitmarketingdesign.co.uk. So I'm back with Indie Rabble for the second half of the show. At this point every week, I like to put my guests on the spot and ask them to tell me what is it you're gonna do to make yourselves different, what are you going to do to stand out in the relatively crowded Windsor Beer Mile? Never mind about the Thames Valley beer scene or UK craft beer scene in general. You know, pick pick your own geography, and then tell me how you're going to stand out.
2: Well, to be honest, I want to do what we did, what we've done here in Robbie Place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because I briefly touched on like, the, my backgrounds in fashion, but I originally studied textile design. Right. So very much two D surface, uh, colour, print, and pattern. Yep. And what I've tried to do in Hobby Place here is add small, small touches of soft furnishings and some colour, and I'm yep. afraid to use to avoid creating an environment that's either too masculine or too feminine. It's very I want something that's more, um, more di- like a diverse space. Someone that can come comfort, and feel comfortable. Yep. It doesn't matter who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's really important that people kind of underestimate how much things like design elements, like the ergonomics Definitely. are to a space yep. go beyond just, is the chair comfy? Yes. It's uh, amazing how much colour signals Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. and actually affects our psychology as well. Mm. So, uh, we want to create a space that when you go in, you're like, this is a fun yep. place to be. Okay. And nice. this place is... For everyone, yes. You know, it's set up for everyone, and not just because we're about accessibility. Uh, you know, for you know, like disabled toilets and uh, things like that, and um, sort of basic needs. Right. But it's like being able to go in and just feel like you're feel you're at home, sitting, you're, welcome, at home yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, you're you're in the right accessible. place. You're glad you came. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the other thing for me as well is we are going to try and have some music. Yes, absolutely. uh, uh, It's something that we know is going to grow over time because, uh, as with big open spaces, you need sound deadening to kind of get bigger bands in. So we'll probably start small, probably with like duos and maybe trios. Before we start getting drum kits involved, we need to test the space. Yeah, of course you do. Acoustics, Um, whatever. But in the long run, we're hoping to have full bands in if we can make it work. And I'm really hoping we can.
0: And you've got no close residential. No, no. Res- there.
2: Are too, sp-
4: so I wouldn't
1: imagine there's yeah. going to be too much noise. No, we yeah, but very lucky Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's an office block behind us but you know they'll, they'll be gone home And, and I'm pretty sure that the arch probably
0: actually will, will deaden a lot of sound anyway. Yeah it, certainly yeah.
1: It, it, yeah. it reflects but it also insulates very well. Yeah. So yeah that should, that should be good. Um, Fantastic. I think as well so yeah we're desperate for building some kind of a music scene. Um, yeah. we, we, we all love our music. Yes. Well, I always think about, you know, what, what signature we're doing, for example, then they're desperate to get good beer into in, in, into music venues. Yes. Uh, maybe we're coming at that the other way around. Right. So we creating a good beer venue and then we want to get some good music into <laughs> it. But, you know, it's really important that I think there's a surprising overlap between people, uh, you know, creative people and, and craft beer, because you go out of your way to, to live Experiences. Yeah, you'd think and so. Yeah, not yeah. you know, not not just you know, beer shouldn't just be in the background. The music shouldn't just be in the background. You've no. gone to a place because you want to experience what's on offer. Right, and I think those two things go hand in hand really well. Yeah, um, I might also touch on like. The, the the beer the beer offer. Right. So yeah, the space I think the space that Naomi creates is going to be absolutely Well fantastic. and look
0: I think that almost goes without saying considering what we're sitting in right now and, and, and you know across town in in oh. Windsor so so you know I, I don't doubt your ability to, to present a really nice space for people to be in. Thank thank you very much. <laughs> um, oh and also
3: though i obviously we've all looked at Naomi's creative design for the space. Yeah. I think it's fantastic.
0: Okay, the new one you're talking about. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah.
3: and it is going to be different. Brilliant.
4: Okay. And and the interesting thing has been as well is me working with Naomi to go like right. We do want this to be a. This nice This is actually tap a brewery room. as well. Yeah, yeah it, it needs to be a <laughs> nice, yeah, you know, a nice tap room that everyone can come and drink in. You know everything Naomi said, but also this is a functioning functioning brewery. Yes. Like, at the end of the day, this is heavy industry. Yes. According to the we, government, yeah. but you know. <laughs> this this has to work as a, a, a functioning brewery yep and finding all the workarounds and all of that and all the little quirks and everything it, it's been a really interesting process I and, uh, yeah. and Naomi's bent over backwards to make everyone accommodated and all of that it's been it's been fantastic nice
2: yeah we've had some really good chats in the garden around uh, been like just I mean it completely dull probably to everybody else, but just literally talking about the maneuverability of the forklift to the end of the making yeah. sure that nothing that I hang design is going to get speared or destroyed there's, a, there's no point designing something is going to immediately get ruined on day no. one so no, uh, we are I'm trying my best to sort of make sure every everybody hmm. is everything is catered for so we don't immediately smash a light bulb so
0: what about from a beer perspective though? yeah
1: so, so I mean there are a lot of craft breweries on the market. I, I think that they're very, very good at them. And also they're a very popular beer style and they're probably a gateway beer style. It's what brings a lot of people into craft beer. Yep. They're very good at New England Pale Ale. Right. And, and one of our core beers will be a New England Pale Ale, but yep. we need, um, you know, for me to be excited by the brewery that, that we're creating to not just do New England pale. Makes perfect sense, Um yeah. I think like as much as you need to invite diversity the space you create, you, you need to cater to all beer drinkers. Yeah. And and there are a lot of brew spaces that are only exciting if you just want to drink pale yellow pineapple juice, mango juice, whatever and we we will do more than that so yeah. i mean i i know that a new england pale will probably be our best selling product almost certainly yeah. the, the, the beer i'm most excited by will be the lager that we're working on yeah. on producing and then beyond that you know re- really everything i mean i love west coast pale that was probably most of all but but yeah i love lager i'm very excited about what we're going to do there yeah. kettle sours big stouts we sort of want to really try and and, and reach out to the breadth of beer styles that are yeah. available and and just be unique I don't know because there are a lot of breweries in this country but exciting to all aspects of the beer industry yeah because you know, i I'm, I'm both quite close to SIBA as an organization but but also a, a camera committee member yeah and there seems to be i think i may have said this to you last time we recorded um a bit of an arbitrary divide in some people's minds between the traditional and the modern. yeah um and if, if good beer is produced for the flavour of beer, mm-hmm. for the excitement of the product, then brew all of it. Yeah, um, and that's that's where I want us to be. What so. about cask versus keg? Um, I I love both. Yeah. Um, in terms of what we'll produce, cask is slightly trickier. Yeah. We will have a cask offer, but we will predominantly be can and keg, and that's you know we've inherited an arch. We've only got so much space. Sure. Our storage is going to be at a set temperature, which yeah. is better for keg than cask I guess you'll be pouring cask so will you? We'll certainly be pouring yeah, cask yeah. There'll be a hamper on the bar. And yeah. uh, it's important to us. I I, I don't know that many uh, breweries in Arches that also have hamples. No, but no we're, it's we're, cute, but not many. Yet. The, the yeah. bar we're in at the moment is Camera's current pub of the year yes, for this area. Indeed. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, you could call it playing both ends, but I I, I don't see it. You know, it's not any kind of ploy. I, I love all of the beer industry yeah so we, we're going to try and do our best to, to cater to all of it and bring yeah. everyone in any taps gonna have? to be determined I, I think of our own beers we, we'd love to have eight lines permanently yeah. available nice. um yeah. so that's the plan i think with the capacity that we'll have at day one we might not always always be there depending on how fast we sell yeah um I, you know i, I think we're going to have a 12 font bar okay um mm. and we'll see how that goes yeah at, uh...
2: <laughs> yeah and i don't want any fizzy bitters either
1: Oh no no no! If you, uh, an English bitter has to be in a glass.
2: Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Alex has opinion. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, well, I, I would say going back to Carlsberg, you Kegmol, know, starting at Windsor and Eaton, working with Paddy Johnson, who, who's the man who taught me to brew, yeah. master brewer, etc. etc. You know, cut my teeth on basically traditional cast beer. When, yeah. when they first yeah. started up. Yeah and cast beer is something that's very near and dear to my heart. Sure, like when, you know, when I was 15, don't tell anyone. No, no. <laughs> uh, You know, my first kind of almost beer awakening was Brains SA, uh, thanks to my granddad. And in my head, it, you know, I'm starting a brewery. There's no way I'm not gonna do cast scale. One thing I do want to avoid though is kind of going, oh, we've got this amazing, pale ale, let's poppy pale ale, let's put it in a cask. No, if we're doing a cask ale, you know, it's almost like the, the fifth ingredient of the ride right place to come on. Yep. you know, You know, it's the way I've always thought about it with barrel aging beers is, you know, you got your hops, your barley, your water and your yeast. Yep. But if you think about the way it's packaged, or the way it's aged, the way it's, you know, how it's ultimately gonna be. Is it gonna be a cast? is it gonna be in a keg? That really does have an impact on how good the beer is at the end. Yeah. So just going, oh, we're gonna do this exact same beer, which is a keg beer, but we're just gonna chuck a load of it in a cask. No, I
0: don't understand that point. Yeah, that,
4: for me, so it doesn't really work, so, if we're going to do a cast beer we're going to do a proper cast beer with every, you know every aspect of that beer designed around yeah yeah ultimately being in a cast yeah. not in a keg like no. we said no fizzy bit but i
0: would just push back on that just slightly and say mm. um but that doesn't mean to say it needs to be a traditional style in order to be in a car oh, yeah, no, no. no, yeah. there,
4: there are exceptions i mean uh, Thornbridge, Jai for example. Sure. Yeah. You know, in, in this yeah. in this day and age, you go, oh, an IPA could never be in a cast. You know, it's always going to be better in yeah. a keg. That is, it's not the exception that proves the rule but it's definitely an exception yeah. and I, I would take Jive Roaring Cars going to be Yeah, I don't, I
0: I don't I think I you got the chance to have Steady uh, Rolling Man in Cars last, last, last yeah. year when they did that up the film for Indie Man um, last October that was
4: incredible
0: yeah. um, and
4: obviously like, you know, I haven't seen behind the curtain a day like I have mm. at Thornbridge obviously yeah. but um, I would imagine because I've also had Steady Rolling Man cast Cars I would imagine they have made some slight changes to the I don't doubt it, yeah to yeah. make it work better in yeah. Cast. And that and that's ultimately what we're going for in terms of where we do do Cast, which we will do it will be fantastic Cast beer. It won't be fantastic craft beer
1: bonded into a well, Right. There'll, there'll be artistry yeah. to it but we're going yeah. back to how Cast was produced traditionally, exactly. As yeah. much as we will have to, you know, like we, you, Alex mentioned, the Rheinhautskebard. Yeah. You know, it's a traditionally a predominantly lager-producing nation. The, yeah. the Germans we'll, well because of our, because we do have refrigeration. When it comes to cost, we'll we'll have kind of the opposite problem. Yeah. We'll, we'll brew it at the right time of year to brew it when we can condition it on site, right. when we can really nature it and nurture yeah, yeah. it and, and, and get it to be exactly what we want it to be. And a lot of love is going to go into those cast when we produce them. Oh, fantastic, yeah. I yeah.
2: think it's like fundamentally everything we do, we want it to be well-considered. Yeah. And that that's across all the beers and the design, and we are try, we try our best to cater for everyone. I mean, it's an impossibility to cater for everyone, but yeah. we, we fundamentally try our best to yeah. do. That's the same thing with diversity of beers. We will try, yeah. and, and if we can't brew a car scale, we're hoping we'll get some fantastic guests on in the yeah. meantime.
0: Excellent. So, what are the plans for August and beyond?
1: You know, the bar opens... You know, you've got launch event planned? We, we, we will yeah. um yeah so we're, we're hoping it's going to be you know either the very last weekend in july or the first the first week in august we're not we're not it, it depends no. but as we said earlier we'll have bits is sell. it license dependent or, or build uh, li- dependent. license is all done it okay. is yeah. the build yeah. and if we hit any big delays with any of those big ticket items like you know the the, the mezzanine or, or the floor the brew house less important actually yeah. Because we have these collaboration beers. Yep. Uh, but but we want to get open, we want to get those beers pouring. Yes. Um, we'll certainly have a friends and family event, as you have to in the yeah, first sure. instance. Yeah, soft open. Make, yeah. You know, yeah. Make, make, make sure there's nothing terribly wrong yeah. with yeah. the infrastructure. You know, we can accept a card payment, we, we, can, we can pour a pint, Surely. these kind of basics, and then go on from there to a trade launch. Should we card only? Uh, no, <laughs> uh, cash and card. <laughs> um, that's been asked an awful lot. Yeah, it's certainly a yeah, hot yeah. topic at the moment. Yeah again i mean from the perspective of of, i guess diversity and inclusion um i don't want to turn anyone away um there there is a trade-off well sorry there isn't there is a counter to that which is i'm just terrified to say we're card only um because there is a very militant you don't accept cash group of people on the internet Okay. Um, realm you, yeah, you do not. You do not want to be card only. Majority tap rooms are, aren't they these days? Yeah, so, you know? You, I mean, the majority of brewery tap rooms. Not, not, not so much. By I've, I've, there, I've so seen it, businesses yeah. have their Google ratings tanked for nothing more than being card only. Yeah, um, well, it, it, doesn't, it, doesn't it, change it, their
0: policy, does it? Well, good.
1: Good for them, but I, I, I have a, a limited ego and I can't take the bad reviews. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so
0: launch events, anything you want to talk about? Second half of the year but, you know, I know it's a long way away still,
1: but we don't have a public launch yet, but no. we, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, clearly, and again I can't announce specifics at the moment. No. Um, we wanna build up a programme of, of live music, yep, And um, get a couple of local beer festivals arranged. Right, that's it, where it, I was kinda of leaning towards that. Uh, exactly. Know, you're, you're what, what I'd love to do it, is have yeah. an inaugural yeah. Winter Beer Mile event. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, events yeah. where we get we we've you know, we already
4: had talks with um, because it's quite—it's a cul-de-sac, it? Yeah, de sac Yeah. Yeah. We've we already had talks with the guys at Two Flints and with the guys at Windsor and Evesham. So you just
0: got well, to negotiate mean.
4: with the MOT guy to shut down the
2: couple. Yeah. Of <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they're, well yeah maybe just offer them some beer.
1: Hopefully. One of the other units is a structural engineer and, and, and he drinks a lot. We know him quite well. Nice. So he'll be easy to work. Yeah in. yeah. And yeah. oh, also
3: we've got a gym right next door or a huh? gas station.
0: Yeah that's right. But I was looking at that on the, on Twitter. I, I I saw the
1: I saw the, the name. And I didn't know what kind of business
3: yeah.
2: it was. Really nice. Yeah, really oh, cool.
1: nice. We yeah. a the Welsh chap called, called David, and, and, he and he and I have already had conversations about how we can best work together, <laughs> yeah, uh, which is lovely you know? as a beer business. It's oh. like, he'll, he'll get them thirsty, we'll make them need to go back to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> an event that we're
2: going to be doing that I'm really excited about will obviously be Oktoberfest. We'll definitely have to do an Oktoberfest. Oh, yeah. oh, One thing I've also yeah.
1: realised
4: is, as soon as I do the first of bit, God I got to beer. Best, uh yeah. yes, yeah. Hold yeah. on Do you want to talk about
2: your first half
0: dozen beers Alex, in any not in any great detail, but, but just like big picture, what have, you know, well, what, what are you um, most excited
4: to get in tank? Well, lager. Yeah. Um, but what kind of lager? Oh, well, that's that's all a very <laughs> a very deep question. <laughs> all of it, no. Yeah, all <laughs> of all of the lager. I think, well, so ultimately our plan is to have two core beers. So we'll always have a lager, yeah. and a pale ale on all the time. Makes sense. And I think, like, you know, we've been talking about, you know, what's going to make us different, you know, quality is the thing. But also I plan to kind of lean on certain flavour aspects that... God, this is very convoluted. Um, but, you know, you don't normally... So if you think of the flavour wheel, yeah. everyone kind of thinks, you know, the bitterness is for the, yeah. the bitterness is the thing balancing out the sweetness. Right. And all of that. But there are many other flavour characters that do balance out sweetness, which right. is ultimately, at the end of the day, what you're... Doing with beer is you're balancing out sweetness. Sure. And one of the things that this is so nerdy. I <laughs> like which I want to actively introduce into the lager is uh, a savoury character. And I'm yeah. not gonna say exactly what, but mainly in the grain bill, yeah. I'm gonna be trying to inject a savory aspect you know let's face it rye is savory wheat is savory oats are savory more so than just you know your straight pale malted barley sure yeah so i'm not saying i'm putting all those things into it no but by adding a certain aspect of savory I can bring down the bitterness a little bit and make it a very approachable lager for the average lager drinker. Yeah. But also, if you are a proper lager fan and you know what's going on, you're going actually, there's something going on. In here. This is really interesting. There's yeah. something that's yeah you know, a bit different. But really, like you know, I'm the Ger- You know, the Germans don't make bad beer. Right. No. Four days in Bamberg was the best day, best long weekend of my life. (laughs) Because I went to, what was it, 12 12 12. breweries (laughs) that made the exact same four to six styles of beer, and all of them tasted different and weren't immaculate. So, you know, I'm definitely following that. However, if I'm introducing another grain in the Germans would probably shoot me. They would, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. That's fine, I'll take that. But I'm kind of, what well, I guess what I'm trying to do is do the same, but slightly different, right. I guess, in terms of the lager. German hops, Czech hops, yeah. absolutely. Because they've been around for hundreds of years. You can't go wrong with it. Mm-hmm. In terms of pale ale, you mentioned there earlier Steady Rolling Man, for a core pale ale, the way they've gone about it, which is developing and building this hop flavour profile, because in my head, I like to simplify things. At the end of the day, a pale ale is a hop delivery mechanism. Obviously, exceptions to that. Sure. Like yeah, that's great. Etc. Etc. But at the end of the day, a payout is a hot it's a delivery for mechanism hops to, to shine. Yeah. 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 And what they have done with Steady Rolling Man is so good. in developing over the few couple of years. That they built up this. To Delicious combination of hops yeah. that are just perfect effectively. Yeah. And yeah. they do everything to maintain that flavor profile that they've developed over a couple of years. Yeah, and I
0: mean but they literally did nothing but brew that beer for exactly. you know, several years in,
4: Well yeah, uh, and, yeah,
1: and you can you can tell because it's brilliant, yeah. They're they're the archetype for a couple of reasons, like Firstly, really, their batch consistency is just spot on. Yep. Yes. S R M is S R M. But secondly, the drinkability. I mean, yeah. there, there are a lot of New England pale ales that I think you know you'd have a half, two thirds of, and oh, this is lovely. Again. Yeah. Do you I want the other one? There, no There's so much <laughs> pineapple. There's so much mango. There's yeah. so much papaya. Whatever. But or you've even you just get hot it. Burn Exactly. You and, it. And, yeah. and at the end, it's like oh, I don't want any more of that. Yeah. And, yeah. It was and what it was they have achieved. Right. So perfectly there it's Steady Rolling Man is a New England pale it's a very fruity beer but yeah five pints of it no trouble yeah, it's, it's just yeah. got drinkability forever yeah. and that, that, that's, that's I
4: guess ultimately that is the goal Yeah. Is I don't want to go like every brewer and their dog has done is go. you know we're doing a Citra Mosaic pale ale there are so many of them mm. and that is our pale ale I don't want to go. This is a this hot and this hot pale ale. I want to have built and crafted my pop profile like Steady Rolling Man has done and just made a really nice drink of pale ale but doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter if, you know, There is no citral and no No. mosaic in it. It could be any of the other hundreds of pops out there. And it doesn't matter to the consumer whether they're citral or mosaic. I keep bragging on citral mosaic, and I shouldn't because they're very nice. But but, but But yeah, you get get my point. For
0: your core pile, it shouldn't. rise or fall on, on the hops in it it exactly, should be yeah. brilliantly constructed so that the public shouldn't care what hops are in it they just exactly your yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah
4: yeah that yeah. is the plan
2: yeah so i also think people you know, the general consumer doesn't necessarily know about hop no i, I would care growing. what hops
0: are in it but most people probably don't so so i, yeah, I, I completely yeah, respect yeah. that but then, well,
3: what you care most about whether you can drink the beer and whether you want to drink more of the beer,
0: or what hops are in it. I, I, this is a terrible confession, but actually, I'm still sufficiently obsessive about craft beer that I don't often drink the same beer twice, I'm
1: afraid. And Dave's going to kick well, me under no, the table no, here. No, 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 so, <laughs> well, I was going, I, I, think, I think you need both sides. So yeah. like speaking as a bar
2: owner,
1: we need a New England Pale, and we need a lager to yeah. be our... Highest margin, most drinkable beers. Like it's the beer that we we earn good money on and that definitely. we sell the most. Definitely. At the same time, what what makes a large percentage of people come back is there's a new thing. Yeah. So as you know, every time you come into Hoppy, almost all of the beers have changed. Absolutely. We, we have the same pale ale, the same lager. Yeah. You know, in time there'll be indie rabble beers and so not the beers we have on tonight. Um, but the other twelve lines have turned over. Of course. So yeah. of course we will have our specials as well, and we'll have those headline beers. You know, we'll cater to in in the, in the nicest. Possible way the hype chasers, yeah. because I mean I and and, and I, I know you. I like to try all the things. Yeah. As we buy beers in here, I try and make sure I've tried all of them, which is a great hardship, I'm sure you can. <laughs> but uh, but 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 what what makes you a successful brewery is having that solid core. It definitely does. yeah the hype uh, sort of chasers are definitely the, the minority the, 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 yeah the, the big punchy stuff that gets all the check-ins and gets a four point something average it's very important to, to a brewery but yeah. it, it's not what pays the brewery's bills no well, and I, I'd i say as a brewer, you know I've been doing this
4: nearly 11 years so I should be completely jaded and yeah, I do mainly want to drink lagers and all of those things, but you know, do that every day. If that's all you're brewing every day, it's boring as all hell. Oh no, yeah. Yeah. You want to push the boundaries a bit, you go, oh yeah, let's try this new HBC hop, yeah. why not? You know, let's uh, go with this fruit puree combination and this sour. You don't want to go in every day and just make the same No, thing, of course you? not, no, no, it's, even, it's, even uh, if it's steady rolling there. <laughs> it's but, no, but you do, you do want that for the thing that matters most. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you're making, for me, if I'm making a pale ale, I better be making the best fucking pale ale. Yes. Ever. If yep. I'm making a lager, I best be making the best fucking lager ever. Yep. That's what it is for me if I have to do it again and again and again. Okay. Totally agree, yeah.
2: It's very human to want variety, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it is, actually. Yeah, I think yeah. you, can't, you can't have the same thing day in and day out. Like, no. yes, we do need routine, but variety, yeah. the spice of life and all that is a, is, yeah. is a thing. Totally
4: agree. Yeah. And
0: then let's get into the home straight, and at this stage I ask you to give a shout out to a little guy. Um, And I know we did this a few months ago, Dave, when we were talking, um, just you and I, but I don't know whether any, you know, you, of course, are allowed to have other shouts, and I don't know if anybody else has got bars or craft beer outlets that you'd like to draw attention to, but anybody, you know, vaguely local that you think is doing a great job promoting independent craft beer. It doesn't have to be a, you know, it can be a pub, tap room, box shop, restaurant, cafe, anybody Oh, uh, Oh, move. Just... Brewed
4: the best mile that I've ever drunk in my entire life, like two weeks ago yeah. or a month ago at this point. Yeah, yeah so that's Moog. It. A shout out to Moog. So I don't, we we uh, will
1: your listeners necessarily know Moog, Rob? What's no, probably think? not actually. So no. they are really interesting. Um, it's a it's a couple. Um, Margie and he who basically well literally brew in their back garden, right? Yeah. Um, in yeah. tap So yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what they do? and They've been going. I think. Yeah. Something like seven or eight years yeah. now. Always tiny in scale. Yeah. And um, it's it's growing in in a shed. That That's right. But they've about.
0: got like they, they, they've got sort of a tiny space where they, so they they have customers um, as well. Um, don't they, but yeah. we
1: we say so you, you get invited um, if you're following them on on social media or on yeah. their mailing list to go to their back garden through the warmer months of the year and drink their beer. And they are incredibly talented, tiny yep. producers. Now, at the moment, there's only two bars that have their beer yeah. um, on sale, other than their own taproom, which, which is Keg in Bourne End, which is a lovely little bar. Yeah, I've been there, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. I'd, I would say a shout out to anyone that's not been to Carl's bar in, in Bourne End. Yeah, uh, I like, I like that, yeah. But it's them and us that have Moog's beer. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so that, that is a great shout, and their yeah. beer is fantastic. Oh, just to tack on to that as well, Keg just had that
2: cats in to do some live yeah. music, so. They're also really? supporting the live music oh, scene. Oh, so, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I have shout out to Carl for supporting music as well. And, uh, really and is Keg is
0: great. another bar which is literally hands and knees crawling distance from a railway station. Absolutely yes, it going is. to be appreciated, yes, isn't it? it. Yes. <laughs>
1: uh, and then any, anyone of that ilk, you know, the independent bottle shops and, and beer bars are really struggling at the moment. Yep. Um, you know, operating costs are through the roof, yep. margins down. It, it is tough for them. So I'll just say to anyone, you know, don't. I dare say we're opening a a brewery and that's great, but then support your bottle shops, support your breweries, support any small independent business. Um, So I could mention two very, very quickly. Brand new brewery Mysterious Brewery. Yes, but, um, I just met the guy on the who, bus. This absolutely. So I'm chatting so, to Adam on the bus coming into Reading. Uh, Adam too, yeah. and Ken. They yeah. they delivered to us today. They're at the Nags tonight That's as right, we record. Yeah, yeah. And they're at Hobby on Friday, which will be after this pop goes out, for, yeah. for their launch weekend. Yeah. They're also at Bradmore Beer Festival on Sunday. I'm super I've, been, excited I've been very, beers, very yeah. impressed by their beers. Right. So I, I shout them and on the Taproom side, um, I don't know if everyone, anyone's ever been to Vinnie and Ted in, in Chalfon. Is it Latimer or St Peter's? There are so many Chalfons. Chalfons. Yeah, yeah, Thank One you, of yeah. the Chalfon. St Peter's. But another just small beer business that really does try and sell the very best beer they can. And, and I'll just reiterate, you know, whatever your local is, support them. Or whatever Definitely. your independent online beer shop is, support them. Um, so, yeah, that's my shout. Yeah,
2: because I think a lot of people don't realise that any business that's struggling, they're not going to publicize that. Look, no, everybody puts a
1: bright
0: face on it, you, don't they? It's a because really good you've point. got
2: to, because as much as people want to know that you're struggling so they can support you, nobody wants to be in a wants to be seen to be on a sinking ship. So it's kind of like a double edged sword. I think yeah. you've yeah. got to go out and support independent businesses even if they say that they're doing well. Because it's, it's very, a very British this is a very, good point, very British I like this, yeah. to say exactly very yeah. British to say how are you? Oh, yes, everything oh, is fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, it's great. fine. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to tell you about their money, worries. They're, you're a customer. They want you to have a lovely experience, but just continue to be a lovely customer going to independent places. It's yeah. a
0: very good point. Thanks, Naomi. I appreciate that. Um, well, then, we are at the wrap up question, uh, and we were negotiating the wrap up question this afternoon, weren't we, Dave? And, uh, <laughs> it's and Dave, so, of course you were. And so we've, we've, we've opted for the second of my two wrap up questions, um, and probably the more interesting one, to be honest with you. And so here I need to know, and you can each answer this if you'd like to or, or not, it's entirely up to you, but here I'm looking for what beer or beer style that is no longer available um. would you like to resurrect so that you can either taste it again or taste it for the first time? So this could be something that's historic that you sort of heard mentioned in hush tones or something you remember from your formative drinking years that you can no longer get, but
4: either way. Does, it, ha- does it have to be beer style? Could it be beer? It could be a specific beer, oh, beer, okay. beer or beer uh, style, yeah. Yeah, that's dead easy for me. 10 toe discount by Siren, yeah. which I think came out in 2014. Ooh. Amarillo cedar wood aged IPA, I think seven and a half percent. Slight red in color all Amarillo Cedarwood aged absolute beauty. okay wow and they've never brewed it again no so Sean if you're listening you know what to do that's such a good answer wow
0: that was very specific
4: I'm impressed (laughs) I've been chasing that dragon (laughs) for nearly 10 years at this point
1: it's, that's thrown me. That's thrown me a curveball because we recently had Siren here for Meet the Brewer. Right. We, we had Darren and Sean here over, over nice. two evenings. It was yeah. absolutely fantastic. And by the way, incredibly privileged to get Siren. To, yes. to come to our bar for an event. I, yep. I loved it. But we got yes. one of the only casks of Liquid Mistress, which oh. was at one oh. point in time. Alex is making faces and noises. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at one point in time, their core red IPA. Yeah. Why on earth are there not more red IPAs around? Yeah, um, so that's that's one answer to that question. I also I had like a slightly sarcastic sidebar which is I'd, I'd give up a lot of beer styles if on the other hand people stop putting lactose in all the things <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so that that that's my upside down answer to your question right it, it's just more traditional good beers but yeah, without with the lactose, lactose like yeah, stop yeah. making milkshake IPAs stop, stop putting lactose in all stout yeah um what know. about
0: the uh, what about the track dippers where they just they tweak it a little bit of lactose but
1: still comes out really good I I, I don't like I don't dislike the gold tops. Yeah. That's what um, I I still think they could be less sweet, but that's me. And yeah. you know, I, you can achieve that with maltodextra and You can achieve that even without any adjuncts and yeah, just, just play mash with mash profile yeah. and yeah. mash temperature. You, you don't need to put sweeteners into things. No. But I mean, so like two of Naomi and I's be- uh, best friends really, and also Naomi's guitarist in, in, in her band Dam That they carry around little jars of sweeteners to put in every drink. Well, not not beer but tea and coffee yeah uh, i've never sweet i've never had sugar no. in anything so uh, yeah if you do i'm not incredibly j- judging of you yeah you but, but well fine i am <laughs> but but i don't and never will and i i don't think we need to put sugar in beer to make it drinkable to people no um
3: but it's not a sugary drink. It, it shouldn't. No, yeah. no it, no, it is a sugary, sugary, well, sugary drink. Is, it just also yeah. it has a balance. The sugar shouldn't
1: be there when you when you
3: yeah. come yeah. to exactly. drink it. Yeah.
1: So look, we'll we we'll, we'll, we'll brew big New England double IPAs, but but they're sweet enough as they are. Yeah. yeah. So so that, that that's it, it's a counter answer to, to your question, Rob. But but. Uh, I don't know, without sounding too long in the tooth, why can't beer just taste like beer? Um, <laughs> and my final answer to your question is brute IPA. I actually like them. I'm getting stared at. This is an odd, like very them.
0: odd position, I must admit. It. No, Sorry, <laughs> a trend that happened but, uh, five minutes yeah.
1: ten years ago. Really. It's bitter and it's dry. Five ago. years ago,
0: I guess. So I saw that um, this afternoon when you emailed it, David. So, so my, my retort to that is... Um, yeah, no, I didn't like brew IPAs, but but I also think that uh, an interesting sort of comparison is so so we had a thing um, uh, maybe a year prior to that when Kvake yeast became yes. the, like the yeast de jour or whatever and everybody all the brewers were using Kvake yeast. and and none of them none none of them, so them had come to terms with how much how aggressive those yeasts were, so the beers were ending up bone-dry because there wasn't enough sugar in you know, and I'm not a Oh, player. yes, yes, so, they were. So I'm probably offending that <laughs> in my, even my choice of turns of phrase. But but my my reaction to sort of the early days of kvake IPAs was... It was almost like when brew IPAs came along. It was the same sort of experience where the yeah. beers were so yeah. dry. So, so you, I'm assuming you liked the early the fake IPAs I as well, well, didn't you like? Know? Yeah, very often. I mean, I know there are because big... these days you get a fake IPA, and it's it's just a nice, interesting IPA. You know, the brewers have
4: come to terms with the fact that you know, in order to add some residual sweetness, you've got to you know, and, and also the fact that if you trick, pre- if you well, if you effectively over the yeasts depending on what you're using, which strain of feed you're using, you can get really like fruity. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's really, it's really it. interesting. So it, I kind yeah. of think the way it's gone is, like you said, like people just going, oh yeah, I can ferment this at 40 degrees, great. Yeah. And not really bringing the yeast into whatever beer they're, they're kind of make. But I feel what it's morphed into is going, oh, I've got this fruity beer I want to make. I'm just gonna stress the hell out of his yeast yes. and get more fruity characters yeah. into it. And that, that's the way I've seen
1: well, it. Yeah, I mean you can basically just add a few bittering hops and then really push it and you've got this incredible like orange mandarin yeah. citrus bomb pale ale Yeah, and, it, and it's all yeast. Uh, well, there,
4: there's a, I can't remember which strain in particular, but you get like toffee notes and things yeah. like that and it's... There's yeah. some funky stuff out There's there, so yeah.
0: much stuff you can get out of beef. So I, yeah. I, I I applaud it. I love it. You know. Oh. I, I think it's great. But but I do think that there was a there was a moment in time where those early IPAs were yeah. horrible for the same reason that brute IPAs were also horrible. So. Yeah. well that, <laughs> so that's too dry. I, I I would
4: say for brute IPAs the good ones were good, the bad ones were bad. Yeah. yeah. And I think there are only two good ones I remember.
2: <laughs> <So> <laughs> 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 yeah
0: well Naomi do you have a beer style you'd like to resurrect?
2: so there is a beer for me that I always never when they recreated it so it was a barrel aged beer and obviously the nature is with barrel aged beers is that each time they do the barrels they change yeah and they're not never always the, same the same twice no, no. Um, specifically six years ago a Sierra Nevada barrel aged beer oh no. um, called Into the Woods yeah uh, and it was their Oak Vez which was their Margarita Sour yeah and that was barrel aged in tequila barrels okay. and it was sensational it had like roasted coconutty Flavours, uh, and it was almost like really sophisticated, oak, like tequila, oaky uh, pina colada. Okay. That's what it tasted like. Wow! And, um, I've tried it again more recently. Had another imported, uh, another imported hey. bottle of it, and it was oxidised. It wasn't the same, uh, and it was just so sad. I, uh, I was like, I really wish yeah. that they could. I could go back in time just yeah. to have that, <laughs> that particular one again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and, and as you say it's such a complex beer as that you yeah. never you know it's, it's not possible is it you just call it on a magical day or you know a magical yeah. batch whatever i don't know but uh, yeah
3: so but there is a beer style that i would wish would be a little bit more common in the uk and that uk brewers could experiment more with right and that's a roush beer yeah yeah So I do like a tiny element of smoke, now some of them Mm. are too smoky, Mm. and the German beers can be quite heavy on the smoky element, but I do like a tiny element of smoke in my beer. And I would like to see more of the British breweries not putting any pressure on Alex whatsoever. I'm getting stared at pretty hard. To try and produce some
0: of that. That's an interesting shout actually yeah I, I had a, a, a like a about 10 years ago I reckon at um and it might have been even at Earl's Court before they moved to Olympia at the, at the great British Bear Festival. Um, I had a route beer quite late on in the session you know so I was not, not slightly worse aware and it was the most incredibly over smoked thing i can possibly you know it, 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 literally it was like in the bad old days when everyone was smoking in the pub and it was like i poured my beer into the ashtray and then poured it back into my glass and never was drinking it and that was what the, uh, and so i honestly haven't tasted a but yeah. since that day
3: i think um, where this comes from for me is because we had such amazing brown beers in the back right like yeah, um, yeah, yeah, of
1: course. are the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, like the archetypes, the Schlenker and because it's yeah. just got enough sweetness to yeah. back off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the, also the smell. like it,
4: you know, even their beers smell like you're about to shove an ashtray into your yeah. mouth. <laughs> when it comes to hitting the palate, just it's just the it's, perfect level of smell. I mean, oh. they've been doing it for nearly six hundred years. Yeah. And you know, we went there, you read all the literature they have. They haven't changed the way that they, they smoke their own They know every aspect of everything in a very German way. You know, they they know every every tiny detail. Yeah.
0: Well, look. This has been a lovely conversation. Really enjoyed catching up with you guys. Super excited to see how this turns out. Well, I'm not. I, I know how it's going to turn out. It's going to be great. But I'm super excited to watch how it turns out. Is what I want to say. Yeah. Um, I'm absolutely certain this is going to be a massive success. I love where you're going to be based. I love the enthusiasm you've got for this, and I just think it's going to be an amazing experience. So, uh,
4: yeah. Thank you for your confidence. Thank you.
0: <laughs> you guys have totally got this under control. I'm quite sure, and uh, I'm going to be here to watch yes. every step of the way.